In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello and welcome to Building Sustainability. This is a bite-sized episode, so it's just a short 10-minute nugget of building sustainability. Enjoy. I wanted to talk a little bit about clay and health because it's something which has become much more apparent quite recently about the links between clay and health. Clay manages humidity. It, it, it's hydrophilic. It, it loves water and it can take up water by absorbing it from a liquid state or by adsorbing it from a gaseous state. And in this way, it can draw moisture in a gaseous state out of the air and into itself so fast that bathroom mirrors don't steam up because the clay is taking in a very active way moisture out of the air and holding the humidity of an internal space at a very, very steady 50% rate. And 50% humidity in air means that the air is perfect conditions for humans. It's the perfect state for people with asthma, with other kinds of respiratory diseases, problems. It's the perfect state to prevent the growth of, uh, of bacteria, of molds and, um, and of viruses to make spaces which are extremely healthy for humans to live in. And yet we think about clay as being this ancient material that that's perhaps it's a bit backward in comparison with a lovely gypsum finish or, or lime or, or, or a cement render. But actually, clay is, with its extremely dynamic nature, able to hold indoor air humidity at such a point and without ever turning it on or turning it off 
it just does it on its own, it can make spaces which are healthy for us. So this ability of clay to hold humidity in this steady state and that steady state being so good for our health, how did that come about? Is that just a pure coincidence? Is that luck? Or did we as humans evolve over time to take advantage of the effect that clay was giving? Or is that just a pure coincidence? And these are questions which are, are quite difficult to answer. Maybe there's no interest in finding out where it started. But the fact remains that clay gives us indoor environments which are of themselves healthy. They don't require any mechanical or artificial means to produce them. The clay itself does it. Clay's a really extraordinary material, a very social material. As soon as you begin working with it, with other people, you discover the touch and feel, the sensation of the material is both enjoyable and sociable. It allows conversations to grow up around itself in a way that many other building materials don't. Those other two pillars of sustainability materials, fibres and wood, very often do. But you don't get the same kinds of conversations growing up around a cement mixer as you do when you're mi mixing cob with your feet. I've talked all the way through um, using this word clay. And when I came into um, using earth as a building material, my assumption as a sort of young man was that loads and loads of people would understand what clay was and they would know how it worked and uh, what, what made it up. And it took me quite a long time to realise that actually this isn't the case um, and that uh, clay is a massively overlooked mineral, which we very much take for granted. Um, and even the word is quite misleading, giving you the sense that it's a single thing, that clay is a material. But in fact, it's made the word clay covers a whole family of different materials. And so you've got fuller's earth or bentonite, a highly expansive clay at one end of the scale, all the way down to kaolin at the other. And these materials uh, are wildly different to each other. They still have the same platelet structure and they stick together with electrical charges. But the shrinkage at one end of the spectrum is so vast that to control it takes an enormous amount of effort and skill. And sometimes you don't want to control it in the case of using bentonite to uh, prevent water from leaving a pond, say, um, to uh, the other end of the scale where you're using kaolin to make pots where you don't want it to shrink too much and you don't want it to shrink too much either when it's being fired. So the whole question about clay as being a single thing is again as misleading as saying that earth building is a single thing. Earth building is a family of uh, materials and processes as is clay. And this isn't a coincidence 
different clays lend themselves to different clay building processes. And it can be quite hard to get uh, some kinds of clays to work with some kinds of processes. And this is why, as clay builders, we need to be aware all the time that the particular material that we have may not be suited to the particular process that we're trying to build with. It's not the case that um, it can't be manipulated to change its characteristics and to work uh, better, but it may be that you would be better off to uh, use the clay in the form that suggests itself rather than bending it to your will. But this is really a question of what are the materials that you have around you? What are the costs associated with bringing extra sand to site, processing that sand? Or what are the opportunity costs for bringing in a different kind of aggregate, as we've spoken about, um, with uh, shivs of various different agricultural wastes? If you're having to bring this stuff from the other end of the country, maybe it's better to think about using the clay in a, something that lends itself more to the properties that it has. Anyway, I hope that you've enjoyed listening a little bit to these thoughts about this material, which is so overlooked and so often unseen in the world around us, and um, that it gives you a little bit of its inspiration to play around with the material and find out a little bit about it because as I've discovered there isn't as much expertise with the material with the use of the material as I'd assumed that there would be and very quickly you'll become quite expert and particularly in the clay that you have close to where you are and that won't be clay that anybody else um, uh, writing a book or building a building has necessarily used before. I think this came most vividly to me even before I understood anything about clay in that I was working in Africa with material called laterite. And laterite's a very interesting uh, tropically formed material. It's a whole spectrum of materials and it and it uh, stretches from very fine silts and clays all the way through to big kind of rocky agglomerations. And um, it, it fails the first test of the British uh, building stand BS1377 uh, in that you can't put it into a kiln at 115 degrees because what comes out at the end of it is powder. And yet, when you find a laterite with the uh, properties that you're looking for, it can, in it of itself, self-harden. So uh, the word laterite comes from the Latin uh, latere, brick, uh, from those deposits in places like Nigeria and Sri Lanka, South India, where it can be cut out of the ground with uh, simple saws or blades and left to dry and uh, to oxidate and to harden to the point where uh, what had been dissolvable in water becomes a, a rigid and, and uh, an unchanging object. So although there are clays present in laterite, um, they are very different to any of the types of clays that we have in the UK.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.